This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard. Hi, this is Mark Rico. I hope that as you're listening to this, you are healthy and well and safe. As the COVID-19 pandemic grows, so does the need for personal protective equipment or PPE. A number of uh, platforms and suppliers and brands within the fashion industry have stepped up. They've uh, reorganized their operation. They've repositioned themselves. They've activated themselves. And in some cases, they've turned out to fulfill their original mission in a very expanded way. One of those companies is 19th Amendment and co-founders Amanda Curtis and Gemma Soul have found a path to really serving a special purpose in providing PPE and helping to source them uh, and make use of what they had created in a new and important way. Uh, and it's ironic that because Amanda's husband happens to be a doctor on the front lines of the fight against COVID-19, it brought her attention to it in a very different way. Uh, in this interview coming up, you'll hear from Amanda about what 19th Amendment is doing and how they've joined the fight in a very meaningful way, what you can do, and some insights and what they've learned along the way that can help other businesses and entrepreneurs join the fight. From New York City, you're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the fashion industry. Amanda, uh, welcome to Fashion Is Your Business uh, again. We've had you on the show uh, before and very happy to have you back here, uh, uh, unfortunately, under these circumstances. But I, I think you really uh, do have some pretty uh, important and timely information to share. So anyway, thanks for joining. How are, how are you doing? Well, thanks, Mark, for having me. I am very, very busy. Um yeah, it's tough times for everyone, but I think that we have a solution that can hopefully help the crisis. And I think that help kind of get personally, my co-founder and I through all of this is knowing that we can contribute in a positive way. Okay, so uh, let's give a bit of an elevator pitch, if you would, and then we'll we'll dive a little deeper into it and peel the layers back. Uh, essentially, what is it that you and your co-founder, Gemisol, are doing through 19th Amendment and your uh, software platform? Yep. Um, so 19th Amendment is our consumer-facing marketplace for inventory-free, on-demand fashion that is made in the USA. Um, we work with small brands all the way to major brands like Project Runway. And about nine months ago, we decided to spin off our back-end software, which is essentially a plug-and-play supply chain that enables small batch manufacturing in the U.S. for any brand who wanted to use it. And we're calling that Enabled. It's N-A-B-L-D.com. Um, and with that, we are able to manufacture apparel products in two to four weeks, do that across a network of manufacturers all in the USA, um, and do it in a very transparent way through our platform. So we decided a few weeks ago to um, mobilize that platform and that network of manufacturers to address the shortage of 
um, fabric PPE in America. And it's just been um, totally transformative of, you know, our business. And, and I think we're making a really positive impact. How, tell us about that moment when you and Gemma uh, realized that you could be a part of the solution that, that as the weeks went on, became more and more crucial. Uh, how did you make a decision? Geez, this is something that we can do, should do. And here's how we're going to go about activating that. So this decision was very much um, started with a personal decision to pursue this. My husband is a doctor on the front line of the COVID-19 crisis. And oh, wow. <laughs> I, I was listening to some of the information he was being um, given by the CDC that, you know, PPE was in major shortage and that once the N95 and surgical grade masks um, those supplies become depleted, that doctors and hospital staff should be prepared to bring bandanas to work. And that exact moment was a, um, <laughs> a kind of a hell no, that's, that is not okay. We, wow. we can do better. We will do better. We have a solution that can quickly step up to the plate um, and provide something that is much it, it's needed right now. So that was the turning point. The next day, went to our team and said, "Hey, this is what's happening. Um, I'm hearing it from you know the CDC. It's this is going to be widespread. I think we can start mobilizing. It's going to be a lot of work on our end, but." I think that we can have a really important impact here. And we have a solution that's on the market that no one else really has um, for domestic manufacturing at our scale. Let's, what do you guys think? And our team, like I cannot say enough about them. About them. It's been um, a few weeks, but those first few days, we worked around the clock to stand up a free version of Enabled that anyone can access. We worked together to create a standardized tech pack so the instructions for creating a sewn mask um, that has been accepted by hospitals and then working on sourcing, getting amazing partners on board um, in just absolute record time. So it's been a whirlwind, but it's just amazing to see like how quickly our team mobilized and our network and our um, partners all mobilized for this cause. Now, how does, uh, I realize that it's about the cause and it's about being able to be in a position to be a solution. But I imagine like a lot of businesses, they're realizing that their ability to be a part of the solution flow is keeping them relevant as a business and allowing revenue to flow through them, which allows them to stay operational, which allows them to continue to be a value in the solution. How, how if at all, is being a part of the solution a good business decision for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. So prior to making this decision, we had approximately 10 manufacturers within our network at all different capabilities. Once putting the solution on the market to go after PPE, we are now at over 70 manufacturers with capacity to make over 820,000 units per week. Um, so it's scaled us very, very quickly. And, um, it really is allowing us to also help the businesses that we work with because we are B2B on the Enable platform, um, keep their employees, keep their revenue generating. We are paying for the production of these masks, 
Um, so it's super important to us that they are also in good standing. And this was a way not only for us to keep our business going and keep it relevant and scale, quite honestly, in the fastest way possible, faster than we ever imagined, um, but also to give all the businesses that we work with from manufacturers to brands who are also jumping on board and starting to manufacture out of their own homes and studios a way to survive this over the next few months so that we can all get back to doing what we love to do, which is creating a you know, beautifully made fashion. What is the role that you're playing in not just getting product made, but communicating to those who need it, that this is a resource for them and where they can get it. Yeah. So I think where we stand is, is quite unique. We've basically created the entire almost fashion or apparel ecosystem um, through both 19th Amendment and enabled, but in a digital sense. So 19th Amendment, um, it is a consumer-facing marketplace. We're able to take in donations from the general public. So the general public can purchase masks from themselves while also donating um, masks to centers of need. We're taking in requests from centers of need um, they can be hospitals, fire stations, nursing home, nursing home, et cetera. Um, and then we're having manufacturers sign up. So the ecosystem that we've built over the past six years has always existed. Um, we're just opening it up for this purpose. And that has truly, in a way, kind of gone viral. Like everyone knows either a center of need or someone with a sewing machine or a manufacturer or can donate um, through 19th Amendment. So it's really like this perfect trifecta um, that is managed, you know, very, in a way that's super scalable. Um, and with our small team, and it can be done quickly. I think that's the biggest thing. Like it's been on the market, it's tried and true. It just took a little bit of maneuvering on our end um, to make it applicable for the purpose. So expanding on that, do you have a mechanism to reach out to, to individual uh, hospitals or, or hospital management uh, to communicate and say, hey, here's a resource, we can spool it up quickly, how can we make these available to you uh, through you know, your ability to purchase or to whatever degree, uh, whatever your method is to make it available to them versus being able to accept incoming? Yeah. Um, so I think this is an instance I never thought I'd, I'd be in and where my husband and I are truly working together on. It finally happened. It finally happened. <laughs> medicine, um, so, you know, he's very connected within many hospital systems and um, a lot of different organizations. So we've been able to connect to major systems throughout the U.S. and larger organizations who have really given us the guidance um, to standardize the PP. There's a lot of different sources out there and people making PP. And the problem with that is, you know, the hospitals can't always accept what is just donated and given. There's no standard. Um, there's risk involved in that. So what we have done on our end is standardize, created, a, the, these are the instructions. Once you receive them, the hospital still has to wash them, put them through their own sanitization process. Um, and then we're also giving directions to the makers as well. So we've gone that far and then we're tapping into these larger systems. So that on that end has been fantastic to have my husband's support and the support of his peers and network. Um, 
and then a lot of it for like other centers of need because it is not just hospitals it's um you know firefighters nursing homes prisons we've sent to etc so it just becomes kind of a network effect right now and really on our end you know we've scaled up our manufacturing so that we can meet that demand week over week i think we've doubled each week fascinating uh and once we get past the uh pinnacle of COVID-19 and eventually hopefully the demand tapers down for you know an urgent PPE need how do you see leveraging this new expanded community of sources that that you're now connected with mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we scaled very quickly and we tapped into, we've always had a waiting list of manufacturers, um, but on our end, we were, you know, kind of growing organically. Um, This has forced us into scale. And I think the timing is right because honestly, when we come out of this, the fashion industry is going to look very different. I've already had major brands contact me over the past three months asking how they can reshore um, how they can do small batch, how they can do quick turn, how they can do on demand. It's really, it's going to be a challenge to reconfigure supply chains. And we have a solution. We have a plug and play solution that's ready to go. That's tried and true. And I truly think that's where the industry is headed. So my hope is that after all of this is done, we're able to really service the brands that come out of this and are looking to do things differently, better, um, more sustainably, more efficiently, um, and give them a solution that is ready to go on day one with manufacturers who have already been, you know, used to the process, tried and true, and um, who are also in healthy standing from a business perspective as well. So for other businesses that are out there that may have also the opportunity to participate in the this, the flow of solutions right now, whether it's PPE or, uh, or, or other ways that they can spool up their businesses, uh, what have you learned in the process that you could pass along to them so that they can activate and, and you know, and get on it even faster? <laughs> um, I think that in the world of startups and tech startups in particular, which is really where we're coming from, we have a unique advantage in that we're, we're used to being scrappy. We, we're used to being nimble. Um, understanding that hopefully this is not forever, that this is a need that we need to all address now. Um, but also it, it puts you in good standing with your customers. It, it's a way to get out there. It's a way to show um, exactly what you can contribute beyond your everyday. And a lot of it is survival right now. So it is, it's important for business owners to, I think, be very candid um, with their teams. Um, that's something that, you know, that conversation when I said, hey, this is an opportunity. What do you guys think? I think candidly, we'll probably have to go after this. I'll, I'll also think that this is something we should go after, but I think we have to. Because um, I don't know how long this is going to last. And then I also think it's important to be very candid and honest and open with investors as well. I think that, you know, we've had a lot of our investors come to us and give us different ideas and different um, opportunities. So being very open-minded 
um, in times like this is super, super important. And then the other piece of advice, which I give just in general, based on my own entrepreneurial journey is go <laughs> straight to the top, go straight to the CEOs, go straight to, um, you know, the decision makers, figure out how to get to them, whether that be Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, like, I don't think the rules apply right now. <laughs> um, you know, if you have a solution and you can be succinct about it and get on a phone call within an hour, I mean, I can't announce right now, you know, all of the people that I've talked to over the past few days, um, but hopefully we'll be able to soon. But those conversations all generated from me directly reaching out um, in one way or another and making sure that those conversations happen because people are just looking for solutions right now. So if you can provide that and provide that quickly, um, and with confidence, I think there are a lot of wins to be made. Is there any piece of your mechanism that you realized you needed to do something different with right now that allowed you to scale up quickly? Like, were you, were you able to just push the button and go, or did you go, okay, we're about to scale up quickly. We need to, you know, have more servers. We need to get a bigger cloud package. We need to have more employees. We need, you know, what, what actually was necessary to be able to do that? Yeah. If anything, I think this was the fastest and biggest and best way to get, um, user feedback. Honestly, it wasn't so matter, so much a matter of not having the, the bandwidth um, from a technical perspective or just from a team perspective, it was really the best way for us to get the most amount of people using our product saying, hey, this doesn't make sense. Can you clarify? Can you explain? And then challenging our team to say, okay, you've got to fix this in the next hour because that's how fast we're moving right now. Um, so it feels like it's been three months instead of three weeks. But I think it's super refined our product and it really allows us to um, really focus and make it as clear and concise as possible. So trimming away of some of the fat rather than adding on additional components, which is always a good thing, I think, for, for our dev and product teams. What do you think about people who are uh, manufacturing PPE, uh, putting their branding on it? <laughs> do you do you, do you think right now that's a that's a bad move? Is that a smart move? Uh, any thoughts on that? So I think it it depends. It depends on who's the end user. Um, if you're doing it to get the general public to start using, you know, fabric face masks, for example, I think that's fine. I think that the more that we can socialize that people should be wearing them, the better. I think for hospital use, uh, it's it's not quite kosher in my mind um for us like we're working right now with fabric.com so they have stepped up to the plate in a major way they're donating all of um the cotton fabric that's necessary to make the mask wow that's cool unbelievable like they're shipping directly to people's homes um our platform i just want to add as an aside allows people to work from the safety of their own homes which i think is a major thing that a lot of people are not talking about um having people going into a manufacturing setting and and keeping them safe and keeping their employees safe um so it's really just about getting the product out there. The actual step of branding and getting things printed and 
all of that, that takes time and we are up against the clock. So for those frontline workers and first responders, no, it's not appropriate for the general public. Fine. Go for whatever it takes to get people to start, you know, complying with those CDC guidelines about the public wearing masks as well. Right. Okay. And uh, one more time, how can people uh, still participate in what you're doing? How can you be a resource for them? What do they need to do? Yep. Um, so on nabld.com, we have a link to our page for making a mask. If you want to make your own mask, you have access to our platform for free. You can print out a pattern from your home and start sewing. There's an entire tutorial. If you're a manufacturer or someone who can make in quantities of 50 or more, you can sign up to manufacture. We are paying um, for labor, which is important right now. Um, So you can sign up there as well. If you want a face mask or you want to donate in any way, you can do that through um, that page on enable.com or through our marketplace on 19thamendment.com. And it's 19th spelled out. Um, buy some for yourself, buy some for family members and donate to centers of need. And of course, if you are a center of need, we have a form to fill out and um, make your request for math. I, I I will probably be personally doing that because we're both in need and we want to support. So, um, well, great. All right. Well, Amanda Curtis, uh, CEO and co-founder of 19th Amendment and NABLD, uh, thank you so much for your time and what you're doing. Uh, and congratulations on uh, playing a real leadership role, you and and Gemma uh, in in this process, and really your husband as well. Uh, and thanks to him for being on the front lines and taking the risks that he is to be a, a part of a real warrior in this situation. Uh, so, and I'm really glad the two of you have found a way to work together. <laughs> it's but. working out so pretty good. So far. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you, Amanda. Best of luck and uh, stay healthy. Thank you, Mark. You too. This has been fashion is your business produced by mouth media network. Copyright 2019. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at mouth media network. And find prior episodes at fashionisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Thank you for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, the business of being heard.